Secret of uh, of good relationships in general. Um, so, is Hashem's kala. It also happens to be uh, my bar mitzvah parsha. Parshas Bichukosa is my bar mitzvah parsha. One of the last, one of the last, not the last, but one of the last times I leaned from the Torah, not. Uh, not a regular leaner of the Torah. The secret of a good marriage, like the secret of good relationships in general, Shla Kadosh was the first one to say that if a person is stuck in a situation where they don't have access to Svarim, they have to believe in the power of Torah in all of its forms. Kamuvan, this, this week, for those who are in my morning share, so we spent the whole week on a 30-page packet trying to understand the mitzvah of Trumas Hadeshen, Tosasin, Menchas Chinuchs, and 
that's one aspect of Torah, but we have to believe even in the, in the smallest variation of Torah, the Shlachadr said a person stuck in traffic, or I don't know if he gave that example, a person's in a prison and doesn't have access to Svarim on a desert island somewhere. Or maybe a person just doesn't have the mochin to be able to study Torah in depth. We have to believe, and the Shlach says this as an Eitzah, there's no excuse for not studying Torah. Wherever you are in the world listening to this, whatever juncture of your life you find yourself a busy hotshot lawyer, accountant, it's already after accounting season anyway, so you should be busy learning Torah at this point, or you're in college doing your final papers or whatever, or you're just, uh, you're busy with every other day being another celebration in, in Eretz Yisrael, and you find yourself not in the regular base measures, the Shlach Hadar said, you could fulfill the mitzvah of Talmud Torah by simply saying, Parashis Noach Lechacha Vayera Chayisara told us, just say the names of the Parshios. He was the first to say this idea. Just the names of the Parshios themselves have so much. <laughs> so, we have this week the great privilege of reading Parshis Bahar Bechukosai. Bahar Bechukosai, these two Parshios contain within them the secret of a beautiful relationship with Hashem, in marriage with ourselves, Parshas Bahar begins with a discussion about Shemitah. Shemitah Yovel finds its way into Bahar. The beginning of Parshas Bahar, that very first Pasuk, that by Harsina Hashem is revealing to us the, the Indian of, of Shemitah, Shemitah means that the first thing you have to know about your relationship is that you're already perfect exactly the way that you are. That your relationship with Hashem is unilateral. The Maral in Kvuras Hashem, the Pharisee Israel, I believe as well, writes that the reason that the Torah doesn't tell us why Hashem chose Avim Avinu is because if there was a reason that Avram Avinu was chosen, the Maral says, <laughs> then what would happen if his children didn't follow in his footsteps? What would happen if Hashem told you the reason that he loved you? What would happen to a spouse if you told them the reason that you loved them? Well, then if they were unable to do that, if they and someone became incapacitated, or if they decided to change their behavior from the way that they were acting before, then that would be the end of the relationship. Hashem chose Avin Avinu without telling him why. He just said, Lech Lecha, go. I choose you. Why? Because there are other answers to this question why Hashem chose Avin Avinu. Svasemes, Kiyadua, said that Hashem was, he didn't choose Avin. He was saying this out loud to everybody. Avin was the one who turned the channel to, you know, 1010 wins or whatever. Whatever he was channeling into in order to, in order to receive that prophecy of Lech Lecha. Maral says it's because he was chosen Lilosiba. Shemitah means stop working. It's a cessation of the work of the fields. But as we know, like Maral tells us elsewhere, the word Adam comes from Lashon of Adama. Because of the raw potential of the human being. <coughs> that 
like the ground, the human being is like the ground, which has raw potential. It itself is very it's cheap, it doesn't, it's not very expensive dirt. Hashem tells us to stop working. Shabbos, Shemitah, stop working. Stop working means that, and you'll see the steer in a minute, stop working means you're perfect exactly the way you are. There's nothing else that you need to do. You won the ultimate lottery of being banam l'makum and chibi yisera shenodalem, like Rabbi Akiva tells us in Avos. That this extra level of chiba, that not only you create b'tzelem elokim, like every person, but there's a chibi yisera that Hashem calls you his banam, and that he gave us his Torah. Bahar Sinai, Shvita. <coughs> the irrevocable bond between Hashem and the Jewish people. There's a Torah from the Ishbitzer. The Ishbitzer explained that the, the Tochacha in Bechokosai, at the end, at the end, at the end of Bechokosai, we'll find this theme as well. I have to think about this for a second. First I'll tell you the Ishbitzer. Yeah, yeah, Biduk, as I thought. The beginning of Bahar is, the beginning of Bahar is everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be. Don't, you don't have to need a budge. The end of Bahar, the end of Bahar, in the last day, in the Maftir, Vasasi lechem alilim, upesa, matseva. Don't make idols, statues, a matseva. Don't, don't make for yourself these statues, a matseva, single stone, altar. Mizbeach is made out of many stones. Don't make yourself in a permanent state because that's the flip side of Bahar, of Shemitah. You're perfect exactly there. Also, I shouldn't, I don't need to grow. I could become a statue. Don't make yourself into a pestle. Don't make mizbeach that's stationary, that's in one, one, one stone, like of um, Moshe Feinstein wrote in Drash Moshe. That the iser of making a mizbeach out of one stone, a mizbeach has to be multiple stones. The iser of making it out of one stone is because one stone symbolizes I'm done. Once there's already two stones, three stones, four stones, then there could be a fifth and a sixth and a seventh. I can make it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Don't make yourself into a matseva. Bechukosai, bechukosai, I'll get to the Ishbitzer, don't worry. Bechukosai, in bechukosai teilechu. Teilechu. Teilechu means do more. We have the good fortune in, in our yeshiva of having one of the people who helps to make sure that things are operational here by the name of Moshe. Moshe is a Breslover chassid. Uh, Moshe once told me in Shevach, he's a Breslover chassid, but he loves all Jews. He said, by the Yidin, the two loudest groups of Jews 
Chabad in Breslov. That's what he said. He said, Chabad will go anywhere in the world to find a Jew. Go to the end of the earth, to any place in the entire world to go find a Jew, just to put fill on him, just to give them... My grandmother always used to talk about the little Chabad boys used to give her Shabbos candles, Allah Shalom, on Ocean Parkway in Brooklyn. And a Breslover will go deep, 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 inside, 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 to find the Jew anywhere inside, even if it seems on the... And Chabad will go to the end of the earth to find you out there somewhere. And Breslov will go deep, deep inside to find you inside there, if, you, if you've given up on the fact that there may be a Jew inside of you. That's what he said. By Breslov, Rabbi Nachman paid a very... Uh, not that Rabbi Nachman wasn't into, into growth and into doing more. In Breslov, the heavy focus is on the fact that Hashem chose you, no matter how far you've fallen, you're already perfect. And of course that exists in Chabad also. By Chabad, by the Rebbe, when the Rebbe turned 80 years old, they said to him, Rebbe, for the 80th uh, birthday, what are you going to do? You're going to maybe take a little Shemitah, a little sabbatical, 80 years of, you know, what is Hashem straight? The Rebbe said, sabbatical? I'm going to open 80 Torah institutions, kolim and yeshivas and mikvos and kashrus organizations. And by Chabad, it's more and more and more. A famous story when Rabbi Steinzaltz came to the Rebbe and he gave, came with a list of like five things that he was in the middle of major things, like uh, writing commentary on all of Shas, for example, you know, like those kind of major things. Um, and he, he said, like, ah, I need to drop one, of, like, I need to, like, what should I drop? I can't. Can. Everybody said, drop, add. Do more, no, what do you mean, add more? <laughs> and Herr Steinsaltz, who also was malumad also in, in, in physics and, and these types of things, said that he felt like there's a certain type of uh, machine that's a, a compactor, where basically if you, if you stuff something, you know, if you, if you stuff a garbage can, so at some point you could push it down, you know, then it gets, at some point it gets so full that like, you, you can't push it down anymore. So, but there are certain types of these machines that they use in, in physics labs where they can, they can compress matter so much that they can, until basically what happens is the matter rearranges itself. It compresses into a smaller form and then it becomes even denser matter. So he said the Rebbe was like that. The Rebbe was this like crazy force of gravity on you that it's like, I don't have any more room. It's full. Like I'm, I'm full. And the Rebbe is like, well, what if we just put a little more pressure on you? Boom, it all condenses into like one spot. All of a sudden there's all this room. That's what he said he felt like going to the Rebbe. More and more and more and more and more. Do more. Go. Do more. Amelim b'Torah, like Rashi says. Do more. Can you do another five minutes? Another five minutes? Another five minutes? That's the antidote to the feeling in the beginning of Bahar that you're, you're good exactly the way that you are. Bahar is Breslov. B'chukosai is Chabar. The end of B'chukosai, this is what made me check the end of Bahar, is just like the end of Bahar is the antidote to the beginning of Bahar. Bahar is Shemitah. Hashem created you. Rest. The Adama needs to rest sometimes because you're perfect exactly the way that you are. The end of that is, but don't make yourself into a statue. The Chokosa begins 
with this to your There's tochacha if you don't. The end, like the Ishbitzer says, the exact same number of psukim in the I think it's thirty-three. Kamvan, Agbomer this week, thirty-three psukim. I'm pretty sure it's thirty-three. The, the number of psukim, someone check, please. The, 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 the number of psukim in the tochacha is the same number of psukim at the end of the parsha that we have in the parsha of Erechim. The end of Parshas Pichukosa is all about the mitzvah of Erechin. The mitzvah of Erechin is the mitzvah which tells me that no matter whether I'm the biggest tzaddik in the world or the biggest Russia in the world, I pay the same amount. I have a set value according to the Torah. I am Shom in Rav Shem Hirsch where he explains why there are different values for different ages. But you have a set value that's independent of your activity, independent of what you're doing. That the ikr is who you are, not what you're doing. Because if at the beginning of Bichu Kosai is you better, you better perform or else there's tochacha around the corner. The end of Bichu Kosai is, but don't forget, and this is what the Ishbitzer says, it says the reason why the Erechen comes after the tochacha is exactly like the Maharal that I told you before. If Erechen would have been the beginning of Bichu Kosai, then you would have thought, I have an, an immutable value. Unless, 33? 33. Unless, I have an immutable value, unless I do X, Y, and Z, and then I'm worthy of the tochcha. If it would have been in that order, so then we would have thought, I have an erech, but it only goes so far. The Ishbizer says that erechin comes dafka after the tochcha to tell you that even though you just heard what you just heard, and it's all true, it's all true. The Jewish people have been through a lot as a result of not acting the way that we're supposed to. But Hashem says you should know that Erechin is an immutable value even after you've done what you've done to reveal the sinning of the Tochacha. The secret of a long-lasting relationship of building yourself up, of having a relationship with other people, having a relationship with Hashem, is learning how to live with that paradox. Like both of those are true at the same time that you're worthy of a Shemitah because you know your independent value, you know who you are, and you know that no matter what every morning, no matter what happens the rest of today, you're gonna to wake up tomorrow morning and you're gonna say, You're gonna say, Ah, but it wasn't Tahor yesterday when I did what I did. My lips aren't tar after I said what I said. We make a bracha. <coughs> and we say, At the same time, a Jew has to know that there's responsibilities. There's things that they're responsible for. That you were created with a responsibility to bring Hashem to the world. Whether you're in the mood or not on a particular day that we have marching orders from the Lubav Trevi and from other tzaddikim, that if you know Aleph Beis, then go teach Aleph Beis to somebody else. If you know how to say Bereshis Noach Lech Lecha Vayera a little bit more than that, then go teach that.
Pasuk in Eov that tells us Adam la'amal yulad. Adam la'amal yulad. Man was created for the sake of work. In fact, the Medrash tells us that the Gemara and the Medrash that asks the question, Adam la'amal yulad, what, what sug of amelus is man created for? for Question is, Amalia Dayim, like to work, you know, build with their hands, or Amal Pihu, or to work with their mouth? It's a funny question. The Gemara has I'll answer, actually, Adam Lamalilad is Amal Pihu, for the work of the mouth. And then the Gemara says, Amal Pihu in the realm of Tefillah, or Amal Pihu in the realm of Torah? And Chazal again say, La'amal pihu in Torah. Bereshis bar'elokim b'shvil reishis b'shvilat Torah shenikar reishis. The world was created. Uh, I wrote a book that's subtitled Personal Prayer as the Goal of Creation. Well, you don't think I thought of this question. <laughs> so, Ayin Sham in Lakuta Elachos if you want the exact maramakum, it escapes me right now, or if Nassim Breslover explains that there's two types of tefillah. There's a tefillah for parnasa, for health, etc. That's called chayesha. But then there's a tefillah for Torah, and a tefillah which is Torah, which is higher than just regular Torah. It's what the Alter Rabbi and Tanya referred to as, there's a few places in Shas, one place in Megillah, and one place in Brachos, where Chazal referred to Hakore Batorah, someone who reads the Torah. Hakore Batorah could mean one who reads the Torah, but it could also mean one who calls out from the Torah. One who calls out Hashem Mitoch the Torah. The Rambam in many places, Sefer Mitzvahs, Instead of writing Kemasha Kosov Bator or something, it says Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Amar HaRabon That's the language that the Ramam uses. It calls out to Hashem from the, from the Torah itself. Now, what's the highest form of Torah? So speaking of the Rambam, so the Rambam, in the Sefer HaMitzvah, so when the Rambam describes the Mitzvah of Talmud Torah, amazingly, the Rambam describes the mitzvah of Talmud Torah in the context of the mitzvah to teach Torah, Shinanta Mavanecha. If you're going to teach, then you need to learn. How are you going to teach if you don't know the material? But the, the fundamental mitzvah of Torah is to teach Torah. And so my Rebbe of Simon wrote a beautiful mimer. One of the things he quoted in the mimer, if I'm not mistaken, is the Kajnitzer Magid. The Kajnitzer Magid explained Adam la'amal yulad. The word la'amal is Rosh Tevos lilmod al minas lelamid. To learn al minas, to teach other people, to study for the sake of teaching other people. I remember many years ago, I, I thought that 
one answer, one possible response to the question which is found in many Sfarim, why is it that Shavuos is called, in the language of Chazal, that we say in Davening, Zman Matan Tarasenu, should be called Zman Kabbalah Tarasenu? One answer is because we actually didn't receive the Torah, or should have been smashed the Luchos. We didn't get the Torah, because Zman Kabbalah Torah is not until Yom Kippur, when we go back up and get forgiveness and we get the Luchos Shneos. But I once thought that it's called Zman Matan Tarasenu because it's the time for, for passing on the Torah. How beautiful and how wonderful it would be if every Jew would take upon himself or herself that on Shavuos, in addition to the saying the Tikkun, which is the Iker, to say the Tikkun, well, Shavuos, Shirim are nice and all these other things are nice, but the Iker is to try to say as much as the Tikkun, well, Shavuos, a few psukim from every part of the Torah. In addition to that, every Jew would take on themselves to, to share with somebody else Torah, to give the Torah. Zman Matan Torah Seinu. Wilmod Almanas Lalamid. And to fulfill the mitzvah of Talmud Torah in its proper form. Salvechik used to say. Salvechik used to say that uh, perhaps one of the reasons why to resolve a seeming stira, Mr. Guru points out the stira. Oh, wow. Mr. Brewer, the Ramam, and the Salajik, and the Devil of Chaims. Mr. Brewer points out a steer, the Shachanarch, the Shachanarch, it's not a steer, a difficulty in the Shachanarch. The Shachanarch says that if a person wakes up from sleeping, Halavai by us, and wakes up from sleeping uh, with like a Torah, you know, on their lips, you know, or in their mind, they had a dream, like a Tzadik you know, Derechalomo's type of dream where deep secrets of the Torah were revealed to them in their dream. So the Shukhanach says that if you wake up and you haven't said Birchus HaTorah yet, it is permissible, contrary to the Vilnagon's opinion, it is permissible, Shukhanach writes, to review the Torah in your mind until you've said Birchus HaTorah so that you can then write it down and make sure that uh, you don't forget it. However, the Shulchan Aruch also writes that even if you're not speaking the words of Torah, and he writes that because if you're not speaking it, then that's not, that's, you don't have to say Birch Torah. And the Shulchan Aruch also writes that, and Chabah writes a few seifim later, that if a person writes down the Torah thought, even though Ksiva in this instance is not exactly like Dibor, nevertheless, you still have to say Birch Torah, even if you haven't said the words of your lips, writing down the words of Torah. So the Mishnah there points this out and says, I don't understand. Is Torah that's unspoken, does it get a bracha or does it get a bracha? So there he gives two answers to, to resolve. He says maybe because uh, there's a difference between writing and, and thinking. Thinking, it's not common to move your lips when you're thinking. But if you ever see someone writing, even without them even realizing it, they're sometimes mouthing the words as they're writing it because they're trying to... And so there's a, there's a chashash as you're right, even though it's true, the writing is not exactly like Dibor. But since you're writing it down, there's a chashash that you're going to be moving your lips. It'll be, it'll be over on saying words of Torah without Birch Torah. Alternatively, the Mishnah Bura writes uh, that once you write it down, 
Machshava, there's nothing to, for the bracha to be chal on. Machshava is too, it's too parech ba'avir, it's too much floating in the air. There's nothing to actually recite the bracha on. But once there's a cheftza shel Torah that you can make a bracha on, so you write it down, then, so that's, there's a real cheftza shel Torah, that you have to make a bracha for. That's the mission of verse two approaches. So Salvechik, as reported by Rav Shechter Shlita, used to, used to say, that he thinks the real answer to this question of the Mechaber is based on this Rambam. Because in general, we know that the din is you don't make a bracha on something unless you're doing the mitzvah b'shlemus. Like for example, if a person only has access to half a kezayis of matzah, and they're going to eat half a kezayis of matzah, even though perhaps you would say that just like chatzi shares asr min so there's a whole discussion in the poskim, we say chatzi mitzvah is also like uh, maybe that depends on how you understand chatzi shir asr seder. But if I eat chatzi shir of a of matzah, I'm not doing the mitzvah b'shleim musa, so I don't make a bracha on it. Even if even if I think that there's maybe some inyan to do it, I still don't make a bracha on it because you don't make a bracha unless you do the mitzvah ketikuna. So Rasalvichik said that thinking Torah lacks the ability to do the mitzvah b'shle Musa because when you think Torah, no one else can learn from it. When you say the words of Torah, at least there's a havamina that if somebody was hiding in the room or if someone was behind the door, there's, there's at least the possibility of somebody being able to learn from the Torah that you're saying, the words that you're saying. And since there's the possibility, kol haroi l'bila in bila since there's a possibility of somebody learning, so then it gets a bracha because you're doing the mitzvah b'shle Musa. And the same thing would be true if you write it. If you write it down, then somebody can read it. Hence, I know this teaching from Salvation because Rosh Hashanah wrote it down. And now I have access to it. But thinking Torah is something that stays in a person's mind. From here we see that the real mitzvah of Talmud Torah is the, is the Talmud Torah that we teach other people. To really be makabul the Torah and to fulfill the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, is man matan tersein. You have to be able to give the Torah, and maybe this is the deeper understanding, certainly not the pshat, of imdu chukosay pelicho. To a melem b'torah lilmud almanas lelamid. Imdu chukosay pelicho means go out with the Torah. Doesn't just mean to walk with the Torah. It means go out to the streets with the Torah. Go to people with the Torah. If they're not coming to you, then go to them. Use whatever means necessary in order to be able to bring the Torah to the Jewish people and the Shevmitz has been in the whole world. If you, if you walk with my mitzvahs, not just with them holding them yourself, obviously, but if you walk because you have to go out to bring it to the world. So this is the this is the Indian of Zman Matan Tarasena, being able to give the Torah to somebody else.
Master of the universe, I will sing a song to you. Where will I find you? Lord, where do I not find you? Where He'll start to, after things go not so well, they will admit, they will acknowledge, and say vidoy over their sins and over the sins of their forefathers. 
in the trespass, the ma'ila, in the trespass that they have ma'lubi, that they sinned against me with. And even those, so the simple interpretation of the pasuk is that despite the fact that they'll admit their sins, they'll say their averus out loud, but they'll still go with me in this in this way of not complete shuva. They'll do lip service towards their averus and the averus of their forefathers. But nevertheless, they'll keep going with this way. And the Torah continues, <coughs> because their vidway is insincere. Okay, that's one way to read the Pasuk. But we've done that one already. You know, we've done insincere tshuva. So now that we've fulfilled the mitzvah, you know, there's a Torah from Rav Simcha Bunim on... Um, on Kitetze uh, Lulchama Laivecha. Pazik says Kitetze Lulchama Laivecha. That's Kitetze. So, Simchabonim says that the Pshat in that Pasuk used to be when you go out to war against your enemy, he was talking about Melchama. He was talking about uh, going out to war. He said the Pshat in the Pasuk changed, though. The Pshat in the Pasuk nowadays is Kitetze Lulchama Laivecha is talking about the spiritual war. Going to war against the Yitzhar, against the enemies of the soul. Shot in the Pasuk. That's it changed. I don't know. Maybe it changed back nowadays. I don't know. Maybe it's both. So maybe the Pasuk used to mean, the Pshat in the Pasuk used to mean that we would say Vidoy on our Averos and on our fathers of Eros, and our forefathers of Eros, and, and we continue to walk with Hashem with Kerry. But there's a Torah from the Knesset Sichezkel of Radomsk. He says on this Pasuk, and the Torah tells us that the, there were certain, the Gemara and Zara, that there were certain Averos that were done in Jewish history, Davra Melech, Am Yisrael by the Chede Egel, that they were not roi la'osa ma'isa. It doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense that they did that. Somehow Hashem connected it, that they put them in a, in a situation where David HaMelech was in a weak spot, and he saw Batsheva, compromised situation, and it, but it, didn't, it wasn't roi for, for David HaMelech to be osik in that ma'isa. And the same thing with Chide Egel. Just, I think that just right after Matan Torah, the whole thing, it didn't, doesn't add up. But that Hashem... Put Am Yisrael and David Melech in this situation, a very complicated Gemara, obviously, in order to teach individual people from David Melech and an entire nation from Am Yisrael that it's never too late to do tshuva. That if a person says, ah, I can't do tshuva because I, as an individual, Am Yisrael is great, but I, as an individual, I'm such a low life. Look at David Melech and you'll see that even someone who messed up as an individual can do tshuva. And if Am Yisrael will look at themselves and say, yeah, maybe individuals here and there messed up, but if the whole nation is corrupt, how can we do tshuva? Ah, David Melech is the one who's described as Hukam Ol. He's the one who is Hukam Ola Shal Tshuva Chazasa. He's the one who, who put the yoke of Tshuva on his neck. He's the one who lifted up the Ol of Tshuva to allow us this ability to be able to do Tshuva. If a person says, the Knesset Cheska looks at himself and says, I can't do Tshuva. 
I don't know how to do tshuva. It's not possible for me to do tshuva at this point. So the Pasuk tells us, They should admit their Averos together with the Averos of their forefathers, meaning, Am Yisrael, by the Chir Egel, David HaMelech, the Avonos of Avosam. B'ma'alam asher ma'alubi. It doesn't mean the trespass that they made against me. Ma'alam is a lashon of hukum ol, that they lifted up this Indian of tshuva. B'ma'alam asher ma'alubi. With this thing that they elevated before me, this Indian of tshuva, that they dug out from the ground, that Davra Melech, and that Am Yisrael's nation dug out from the ground. I don't remember if he says this end of the Pasuk. I know he says that, that, that part. We'll have to check. The end of the Pasuk is, which in the original interpretation meant, but they still go with me and carry. But the most, more, much more simple reading, especially in line with this, this reading, even those, even those people, even those people who went with me in this way of seeing everything as happenstance, even those people who saw everything as not being, uh, all the punishments, all those who saw everything that happened, they said, yeah, yeah. The, this is it's just a coincidence that when the Jewish people don't keep their hearts on Hashem, so then it's kacha. Even those people will have the strength. The fact that David Melech and Am Yisrael lifted up this Indian of Tshuva will give even those who are halchul mi the ability to do tshuva. And this is what we're somech on legamri. Some people explain the reason why the Rambam doesn't list the mitzvah of tshuva as a mitzvah, even though of course it's a mitzvah. Vidway he does have. But the mitzvah of tshuva he doesn't have is because it's a haftach, it's a guarantee. The vidoy is a mitzvah to actually do it, but the, the, the act that we're going to one day do tshuva, ziv is a guarantee. It's a haftach, and a haftach is not a mitzvah. So, Hashem should help us. It's Erev Shabbos already. In many ways, it's Erev Shabbos. Yom Shekula Shabbos, Erev Shabbos. In so many ways, it's Erev Shabbos. Hashem should help us to do tshuva, to be able to, together, as an Am, as a Tzibor, as individuals, to be able to throw away whatever matzivos and idols we have lurking around in the corners, to teach Torah to anybody that we can, to be able to recognize that we're perfect just the way we are and that we have to keep growing. Is <laughs>